Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. What's my deal? I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, and that's just, that's a premise. You know this by now. With me, as always, is my co-host. She is skeptical of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as an institution. Uh, but, you know, she's the voice of the people. That's why she's here. It's your on-ramp into this whole thing if you're coming in from the outside. Kristen Stuttered. Hi, Hello. Hi, Joe. Yeah. If this is your first time listening, don't start with this one, guys. Don't do it. It would be foolish given that this is part three of three. I think I'm going to definitively Please, say I was just this gonna is going to be the last one. That this, okay, phew. Yeah, I'm, this is going to be the last happy one. happy to confirm because I can't continue thinking this far into the future. Mm-hmm. Just Yeah, you might stumble upon something you don't want to see. No. Who knows what the future may hold? Yeah, this is uh, our prognostication series, our prediction series as we map out what the uh, future of the rock hall might look like and does this experiment reveal things people if if they're not really thinking about it they might think like you're gonna run out of people to induct or what will happen to rock will we run out of rock etc etc so that's the purpose of this this is our final installment of this series so we're going hard and by hard i mean three guests instead of two (laughs) which is uh you know wild let's start with one of the first guests we've ever had on this podcast we haven't talked to him in a while but we're excited to have him back in the fold friend of ours before the times of the podcast uh, an actor a writer jameson webb hi jameson hi joe thanks for having me back it's great to be back big fan and uh, an even bigger fan when it's me on here so i appreciate <laughs> it thanks for having me back and our, our listeners may know but you know we won't uh, fault them if they don't but you are someone one of the few people in my actual life who i know that has a fascination with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Correct. Uh, matter of fact, I just had a son, thank you. And uh, <laughs> the first museum that he went to was the Rock and Roll don't Hall say of it. Fame. Jameson, don't <laughs> yeah. say it. Yeah. What yeah. do you mean? Indoctrinated what, were you guys early. just accidentally in Cleveland when he no, was born? No, no, like, no, what no. happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he went straight from the hospital to the, the, the Rock Hall. No, no, my, my wife is from Cleveland. And so when we were there in the fall to hang out with the family wow. and, and all of that, I really wanted to go to the Rock Hall and, and my, my wife. 
wife was kind enough to say, uh, sure. And she enjoys it. And the baby's got to just go with the flow. Gotta start and he, he had a great time. He really enjoyed the early influences exhibit. Uh, <laughs> he, he was really into it. But yeah, I love the Rock Hall and I'm excited to look into the crystal ball with y'all. You might remember this guest from one of our more popular episodes about the band T-Rex. He also is the offspring of one of our more frequent guests, a former NOMCOM member, Bob Merlis. It's Ben Merlis. Hey, Ben. How's it going? I didn't know that the T-Rex episode was uh, popular. I'm, I'm flattered. I, I'd like to think that might have it's something to do with me, but it's probably of you. not. <laughs> I should mention your book, Going Off, the story of uh, the Juice Crew and Cold Chillin' Records. Great book and available to be purchased wherever you get books. That is correct. It's about rap music. So really doesn't have much. Well, actually, we're going to we are going to get into some hip hop today. So, yeah, we will. Mm -hmm. You know, we do every time. My question is, is this the only time the offspring, the word offspring is going to come up? <laughs> I was wondering the same. <laughs> Who's that talking? Uh oh, it's our third <laughs> guest. It's our third guest. Excited to have her back. You might remember her from when she was on our show talking about the bangles. She curates the pop culture newsletter Two Bossy Dames. Well, Welcome back to the show, Sophie Brookover. Hi, Sophie. Hi, thanks so much for having me back. I really appreciate you squeezing me in here today. Absolutely. And, you know, three guests, third installment, three of three. We got three on the brain today. Yeah. As, as we tackle the impossible, <laughs> which is to look so far into the future that we are attempting to put together what the classes of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame might be in 2032 all the way up to 2036. And we have done, like I said, two episodes of this already. I'm going to review everybody who we have inducted in this uh, series of episodes. 2022, Eminem, Pat Benatar, Duran Duran, Ride Carry, The B-52, Soundgarden. 2023, Outcast, Dionne Warwick, Joy Division, New Order, Foreigner, George Michael, Cher. 2024, Coldplay, Lauren Hill, The Smiths, Rage Against the Machine, Eurythmics, Snoop Dogg. 2025, Missy Elliott, Cindy Lauper, Beck, Jethro Tull, Devo, Roberta Flack. 2026, Judas Priest, Carly Simon, Commodores, Salt and Peppa, Phil Collins, Weezer. 2027, Alicia Keys, Patti LaBelle, Smashing Pumpkins, Wu-Tang Clan, White Stripes in Excess. 2028, Justin Timberlake, Mary J. Blige, Sheryl Crow, Motley Crue, The Pixies, TLC. 2029, Beyonce, Kanye West, No Doubt, Iron Maiden, Diana Ross, Dave Matthews Band. 2030, The Killers, Rihanna, A Tribe Called Quest, Oasis, Motorhead, Alanis Morissette. 2031, Blink-182, Lil Wayne, Jane's Addiction, Fiona Apple, The Bangles, and Cool and the Gang. We have also, it has come up that likely Shaka Khan, MC5, New York Dolls, Eric B. and Rakim are going to get in, probably not in the normal performer category, some other way. And also, and this is something we haven't talked about, but we have kind of implied that at this point, we have probably moved on from 70s music and before. Bringing us solidly into 80s, 90s, and beyond. And today. <laughs> it, yeah, 80s, 90s, and today. So I, I do feel like by 2032, we will still probably be messing around with the 80s, but we will be also solidly into the 90s and the 2000s. And at this point, the eligible artists are ones who debuted 2006. What a truly wild and stupid thing we're doing. I well, you know, <laughs> as, we get, as we get to this point, it is an interesting exercise to try and put together rock hall classes with 60 plus names off the table, mm -hmm. which is, I think, different from what we normally do and what people normally do when they talk about who should be in the rock hall. 
usually see a lot of the same names. At a certain point, I was just like, well, now it feels like there's just not that many acts left to choose from just based on kind of how yeah. many we we have quote unquote uh-huh. inducted. Yeah. Well, it, ma- it makes me wonder if we moved on from the seventies too quickly. I-, I will open the floor if people would like to make their comments about what has happened already thus far. There's one thing that stood out to me was the killers getting in before the strokes. I I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, everybody, that the strokes were critical darlings and the killers were kind of like, who is another the band? What's with these, Mm -hmm. these posers? And then of course the killers had probably sold way more records than the strokes ultimately, but of course we're balancing yeah, out yeah. critical acclaim with commercial success. Yeah. And, and, and I, I don't see the killers getting in before the strokes. I think the ultimately thing you just said is the key. Cause I think strokes may have won the battle, but the killers won the war. The killers killed it basically. <laughs> like I, They still release music that I feel like gets played on alt rock radio. I feel like they had more albums than the strokes that were visible and relevant. And they also mm-hmm. have a few songs like say a Mr. Brightside or when we were young that just yeah. continue to be like iconic songs of that era. Whereas the strokes, it was all diminishing returns after the first album. Yeah. And I also think like the strokes are important to certain people people and I'm like one of them. Yeah, me too. And yet I still could when we were taught because we did discuss that on the episode, but I do I think the Mr. Brightside effect is kind of what we're really talking about here. That song is still just constantly being played anywhere around the globe at any time mm-hmm. and being done at karaoke literally this second somewhere. And if you want to look through the Rock Hall lens, Brandon Flowers inducted the cars, played at that ceremony. They are probably never going to incorporate Julian Casablancas into (laughs) a ceremony. Maybe they should, but just thinking about their sensibilities. I really feel like the scene that the Strokes emerged from, like them and the Hives and Interpol, they all had this brief, incredibly bright burning moment and then exited left pursued by Katy Perry or something. Yeah. Really, really like maximalist pop came back with a vengeance. And I just think that their influence, it waned really quickly. The mid aughts were just a really hot time for them or, you know, early aughts. And I think also, I think there was like this idea maybe in culture for a bit where it was like, rock is back, baby. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Yep. Definitely. And then, you know. Yeah, I think with the benefit of the 20 years of hindsight that we now have from the release of Is This It, I think what we now see is that that scene was kind of the last gasp. I'm sorry to say this. Like, I love I love that type of music. I love garage rock. Like, I, but I just think it's gone now, pretty much. I think, too, with the killers, even though I, I completely agree, I you don't get the killers without the strokes. And, you know, to me, it's a direct line of, like, strokes... And that period into Franz Ferdinand, into Killers, that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. guitar driven dance in the sense of very propulsive uh, danceable. music. Danceable. Danceable, right. <laughs> you know. But I, I think the thing with the Killers, too, is that they played the game in the sense of they want to create great albums, right? And I mean that with capital G, great albums. Sam's Town is our Springsteen influenced look at a Americana. And, you know, they still believe in that. Now, whether or not they live up to that is a whole different thing, but they want 
want to be that. They want to create the album in this age of the album maybe not being as relevant. And I think that aspiration and that ambition really, to me, probably resonates with the Rock Hall or, or just people who would be in that position, whereas the Strokes, yeah, just felt very much like, well, you know, we're going to get together and if we can all just kind of make something, we'll make something. And even though I'd, I'd rather listen to those early Strokes albums, I to me, they were never swinging for the fences in that traditional album rock kind of sense and the killers a few times over it's like no this is the statement kind of thing you know <laughs> yeah and although i will i will say i do think the killers will get in before the strokes i don't think the strokes are far behind yeah i actually you know to and why, why don't we off, transition i yeah, actually exactly. have them in my 20 my class of 2032 i like as they... as do i but before as do we i get into that class why don't we review who becomes eligible that's notable in 2032 the big one is taylor swift and then you know there's kind of a significant drop off and it's like saint vincent becomes becomes eligible and uh so does Wiz Khalifa for whatever that does for you I would say I think Taylor is a lock yeah I don't see a world where she opens the 2021 ceremony and then doesn't get in immediately like upon being that was a final piece is like playing the game a little bit because she had not done that I think in addition to her own success and all that I think also contextually she to me represents country music well, how to put this? I mean, not to suggest that there weren't people. Hold on, let me back this up. I look at <laughs> Rolling Stone magazine in recent years, where to me the Rolling Stone magazine, the Rock Hall, because of you know Young Winter and all that, there was kind of just an over a huge overlap, right? Like to me, they were operating from the same thing. And in recent years, seeing them do their Rolling Stone country editions and realizing, oh, that's where the traditional selling out stadiums, big selling albums, seeing that, I think even though she moved away from that. I think Taylor Swift kind of represents a little bit of that sea change and maybe also how the Rock Hall will start to think of itself as it starts to say the traditional forms of four guys in a band with guitars, you know, starts to kind of fade away. We have to look at other ways that the rock and roll idiom is changing. I think she really represents that as as well as as anyone else. Mm -hmm. I just have her on my list for 2032 because... She's so massive, she just can't be ignored. And that's basically it. It's like Madonna being an FYE. It's like, of course she's getting in. She's like the biggest thing there is, you know? She's ubiquitous. I just, I don't think there's any- Too big to fail, we call it. Too big to fail. That's right. And um, with the chops to match, you know, it's yeah. not as if it's just a mm-hmm. name. She's yeah, she's had a really, really substantial career already. I think she's 32 or 33. Of many of the artists who are super popular today, she is in this elite category where I could see her continuing to make not just music, but like culturally relevant and popular and well-regarded music for at least another 10 years, as long as she decides that's what she wants to continue doing. Mm. Boy, will it be weird when she gets inducted and she's 42. Right. (laughs) It's just we don't think of inductees as being that young almost ever. And kind of similarly, this is just more like almost banking on what's gonna happen or like what I see the trajectory for this artist being I I still I think St. Vincent has a shot at being an FYE as well just with regard to how well she has played the game she's really been active and involved in hall stuff she Mm. is the kind of performer that they like she plays 
guitar. <laughs> she mm -hmm. plays rock music and she's been involved. I could also see her. I don't know if she'll ever be a mega star or anything like that, but she could have kind of a breakthrough single that could suddenly be a thing where my mom has heard of her right. in, in the next 10 years. And so I would say that, that while that may be true, I think that conditional status is going to keep her off of the FYE for me because you got to have at least like one song that people know. I mean, that has like even like a little bit of radio play because she really does not, you know, like the artistry is there and like the kind of challenging work uh, and what she's doing, what she's saying. And like you said, yes, within the hall sphere, absolutely. It almost feels like sometimes that's the only like newish person that they know. But yeah, I think not quite yet. I'd agree. We talked about the strokes. I think I would say I'm confident in putting the strokes in because even though all the things we said about why the killers, blah, 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 when the strokes happened, anytime something happens and the press is like rock is back, I think that is going to be enough for the hall. And that first album is incredible. And I really like Room on Fire, which is the album that came after that. I know a lot of people thought it was more of the same, but it was more of the same really good stuff. And, you know, they have music after that that is really good. And yeah, they feel like one of like the last true rock bands. And they have that edge of like a messy fucked up rock band that is yeah it, so it comes from uh wait could it be their privileged backgrounds that, <laughs> that, that they're I, the I richest kids in new york i, I don't what know saying, Kristen. <laughs> could, could is that why they're so huh. raw and real and messy <laughs> yeah. they can afford to be how big is the garage that they started in? You know, mm. I just want to know. Sorry. They continue to headline big festivals. They just won their first Grammy. I mean, there's an interesting thing where I feel like they, as everyone else has fallen away, as we've talked about, Jack White's doing his own thing, despite the MTV Video Music Award battle the bands between the Hives and the Vines back in the day, they both dissipated. You know, the Strokes are the last band standing of the early 2000s garage rock thing and mm -hmm. i think similar to at least the way i think of cheap trick where you know i know they had the flame in the 80s but cheap trick kind of made their career off of to me kind of four or five years in the 70s and that was enough to propel them forever i think of the strokes also weezer a bit in that same way where yeah i mean they were in it for the long haul and maybe it never got as good as that initial burst but wow what an initial burst that was you yeah. might say this is it <laughs> yeah, we'll finally answer the question. Answer <laughs> question. I want to put forward a name, especially as we, if we take a peek at one of the big names that becomes eligible the next year, there's a name that needs to get in before Adele, and that's Amy Winehouse. Yes. Yes. Mm. yes. Yeah, put her in. Yeah. Go she, for it. I have her as well for 2032. I, actually, that was yeah. one of the other things I thought was strange that you guys deciding, or maybe it was your guests, that she wouldn't be an FYE. To me, it's like total no-brainer. Of course, FYE all the way, 100%. Yeah, I think she was just, too. she was up against a very competitive class. I think was she might have been- Beyonce year? Kanye, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like we, <laughs> yes. the amount of FYEs that, were, that could happen in that class was, I think we got overwhelmed and we were like, it can't just be. They, they surely wouldn't have three. <laughs> Even if she misses that first go around, 
it won't take long for her to eventually get in. She is a little affected by the lack of, obviously, longevity. Although you could also make an argument that there is that cementing of legend status that does mm-hmm. sadly happen when, yeah. when someone leaves us. But I'm looking at Adele coming up and it's like you cannot get to Adele at all without right. Amy Winehouse doing what she did. I think she has done a lot to soften up the ground for other like soul inflected artists mm-hmm. um, down the line. I think that that's going to wind up being really important. Put her so, in. Let's, put her let's, in, yeah. yeah. Let's put her in. <laughs> I hope by this point, there's still at the very least one slot for a hip hop artist, if not more. But if we're talking about who gets in, in the hip hop category for one slot, there's a few in play here. I just keep going back to Dr. Dre because I know that we don't think that he's going to be a priority because he's already in, but I think within 10 years, you're going to want to put in Dr. Dre because that solo career is a monster. It is, but you know, and I've said this before, I just wonder what the appetite for double inducting men is. And I also just think he could be put in just under musical excellence, his work as a producer and as a, like, I'm not against it. I just, for me, it's like, I don't want to give a slot to Dr. Dre again. It, it, it might, like I had put like, I think Nas has a, has a shot mm-hmm. in at the, by this point. And maybe that's just me thinking too, dare I say, strategically <laughs> about the hall, but those are my thoughts on it. I would be much happier with him in the musical excellence category. Yeah, I thought about how he could totally get in that musical excellence category, except that as a solo artist, his records are so huge that he could just go in as a regular performer as well and be the first hip hop double inductee. And he's probably the guy who's going to be the first hip hop double inductee. I'm a huge NWA fan, not a Dr. Dre solo fan, which is really strange because everyone else seems to be, but it's probably going to happen. So I'm with Joe there. In fact, I think Joe's re- just reading my list. Just so far, everything matches. <laughs> about the same. You know, yeah. and also thinking about the chronic, I guess, is like maybe the thing that has yeah. now, I like literally just thinking about that album was so... We just spent all this time talking about the strokes and it's like they the chronic is like one of the biggest albums ever. And like... Okay. All right. You know what? I just, I talked myself out of it. Congrats. <laughs> Congrats, Congrats to Dr. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. You're in twice in, in my heart, I guess. I know you said like a, another male double inductee isn't something that the hall might want to do, but a double hip hop inductee will not have happened up until this point. So I do yeah. think that. And we've already done Phil Collins as well, which I, you know, was. <laughs> yeah. Also- but, and I think, I think with Eminem and Snoop Dogg, you guys having them inducted too, I think that really helps carry Dre in too, because being connected with the rise of those careers. Yeah. And while the musical excellence category might be a better fit for him, we know that that is often a last resort category. And Dr. Dre is big enough to get in via the regular ballot. Wow. Sorry, LL. <laughs> I was just going to say, I would have said the same of LL Cool J. And I, th- I do think this year, I'll be curious to see how things change over time, if they do. Were the inductions in the musical excellence category this year representative of what the Rock Hall's leadership intends to do with that category going forward? Is right. that going to be an annual right. thing? Or was that like a one-off? Who knows? I would like it to be an annual thing. And I liked what you said in, in last week's episode about making musical excellence 
be sort of like a really high quality catch-all for music producers in particular. Mm-hmm. I, and I do think that music producers should be recognized for their excellence. Like they, they shape our sonic landscape to an enormous degree, like Max Martin and his whole mm-hmm. cadre over there in Sweden, Jack Antonoff. Yeah. Between Taylor Swift, Lord. And did he work with St. Vincent too? But he's yeah. like, he really has, he has shifted. Shifts. Yeah, he's shaped yeah. the yeah. sonic line, the sonic landscape. Yeah. And as you were talking, Dr. Dre absolutely did the same. And I was thinking about the Neptunes. Yeah. Well, do we have Pharrell in alone? What do we have? Has we he have, been we have not acknowledged or dealt with yeah. Pharrell yet. He would have been eligible at this point. Yeah, I don't. Mm. I don't know. He is one that like, really me, would is fit musical excellence. excellence. Yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, just thinking of him as well, though, Happy is is one of the biggest songs ever. Yeah. And just full stop. It's one of the biggest songs ever. I just was thinking like, oh, he's ripe for kind of a double induction. If like the Neptunes became musical excellence mm-hmm. as like the yeah. producer type yeah. thing and but then do you, do you know how many studio albums pharrell has solo is it two it's only two wow. yeah that's an interesting one but because i mean if I you know, count nerd it's like well that's the thing yeah, is then, right. then when you start to think about all the different offshoots that you know he has participated in it, it's different but yeah i don't know For, pharrell is one to certainly consider as we're going Someday, forward I, I just had this thought i was like yeah and like he's really had some great features on people's uh the features category and then i was like yeah. thinking about a features category i'm like oh my gosh if we had a, two years of a singles category i just i'm like let freaking Questlove be in charge of a features category and then we just give it to Nicki minaj's verse on monster monster yeah <laughs> and right like that, <laughs> like the best feature of all time but that would be such a fun turn for things to take some someday and you know i can dream yeah and i do you should it's the only way nate dog's getting in yeah (laughs) yeah he's a features also it's true exactly i'm telling you this would be what a great idea so you know dr dre i I would call a a 90s artist uh, had significant work in the 90s and i do think there is still more to be done from the 90s that when we're in 2032 we will still be and maybe even some 80s and i do i'm looking at the class so far and i'm thinking maybe we need some rock bands oh and i'm thinking 90s i'm thinking rock bands and i'm wondering if this will be the turn for Allison Chains. I had them in my 2032. I, I think as you start to run out of those bands, especially with Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. And that's the big, that's we, a big Pacific Northwest four, you know, yeah. they're and the fourth. You know, they're the fourth. They are the the vines or the hives. Of yeah, the equation, I'm like they are. They're like so. In my opinion, though, they don't rank. There's a top three, and then there is a fourth band. If you're continuing the list, well, and no, I, I mean, like I would argue that. I mean, uh, Allison, Ch- you know, Wood Rooster, Man in the, man the Box. In the box. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I agree that they don't have maybe not the. the I'm like trying you know, to imagine Rooster getting played on, like at the. Well, yeah, like, but Jerry Cantrell has played. I mean, he and um, uh, Ann Wilson, Wilson yeah. did uh, the the did that uh, riveting Soundgarden. Yeah, uh, that so, riveting. Just one of my all-time favorite performances. We're, we're not making up the idea of the. <laughs> no, big I know. Like no, 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 no. That's that is real. 
and they right. are the fourth. Right. <laughs> and, but, uh, yeah. That is real. The top four of grudge is real. The big uh, four. I mean, it's yeah. the, it's not a made up thing. That is people. I didn't create that. You know, it's mm-hmm. and they are for rock radio. They have a good dozen songs that get played on alt rock radio. They are not just like a two hit wonder or anything. Like they have a lot of songs. And we're if you're gonna close the door on grunge. I, I think Alice in Chains has to be considered at the very least. I would add that as we start to maybe later down the road here address the Stone Temple Pilot mm-hmm. question, to, to yeah. me, you can't. Ooh, you yeah. can't even. No, no, I, I'm just saying addressing, no. you can't even start to consider them without, as Joe said, like, okay, do we put Alice in Chains in? And I mean, honestly, I, I think they earn it on their own merits for their role in music of the 90s. I, I agree with Joe. It was crazy as I got older, going back and being like, oh, all these songs I heard on 99X in, in, in Fort Myers, Florida, I was shocked at how many were Alice in Chains songs that I just thought were a couple different bands that sounded like that. Maybe that's a bad thing, <laughs> but I, I I think they were a mainstay and continue to be a mainstay of that, you know, rock radio. Like when is Bush going to enter the conversation? Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth. I, I just, well, I'm, I'm, what Let's about life Lord. or live? Sponge. I'm sorry, what about live? Is Dish live going to enter the conversation? <laughs> I'm just thinking about like bands that were really popular on the radio in the 90s. And like, to me, that doesn't necessarily mean that you get in the hall. But also to me, Allison Chains is not, I think I'm just coming at it maybe too personally. And maybe other people have like a much greater affinity for Alice in Chains than I do. You know, I go with the toadies if I had to. (laughs) Okay. Uh, okay. All right. All right. What I would say is I do not hear Alice in Chains on alternative rock radio at all. And I listen to it a lot. The other thing I would say is I don't know that we need to have a traditional guitar based rock band. And I would definitely. And we've got the strokes. Uh, well, do we? I don't know that we yeah, came to I, a I yeah, think we put so. the consensus in. on that. All right, you want I to think, right. I, I think we're Taylor Swift strokes, Amy Winehouse, Dr. Dre at this mm-hmm. point. My approach to my lists for each year, um, and they're kind of like, you know, the differentiation is just like nominal. You know what I mean? Like sure. I just I wanted to put in a lot more women and a lot more black artists. Now, Sophie, I have a qu- Sophie, do you know yeah. that Al- that Alice is a woman? <laughs> and she's in chains. So <laughs> if if there were an actual Alice, remember Alice, <laughs> it's a song about Alice mm. um, and she mm-hmm. were in chains, I would come to yeah, her aid I, immediately. Okay, um, I just, I'm letting you uh, know yeah. that you might have a blind spot there because if, uh, if I do, I really I welcome being called in <laughs> about it. But um, I, I just don't think that's the case. I think yeah. it's like point- my, my my number one artist for 2032 is Sinead O'Connor. Oh, that's mine, too. Yes. It's unbelievable. Yes. And you know what? She's so snubbed. She's not even on the snubs list. I saw on, that. Uh, True Rock Legends. Uh, oh, future, 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 future Rock Legends. Legends. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, she's not even on this list. That's yeah. crazy. Sinead O'Connor is, is an artist like her and I shouldn't have to do this anymore for Janet Jackson. But like whenever I'm in a, like a used record store, if I see a copy of either of her first two solo albums uh, for Sinead and for Janet Jackson. If there's a copy of Control, I I just buy them and then I give them to friends who might not have them. (laughs) Mm. So I'm like, these records need a home. (laughs) 
And that should include being listened to now, not just back in her heyday of the early yeah. 90s. I right. think I hadn't considered Sinead. Well, also, I only look at the list that uh, Joe gives me. Right. Uh, <laughs> and that, that does limit my perspective to a degree. I also... Uh, well, hold on. So we've, we, have, we have two very enthusiastic Sineads, but it's still a question how the rest of us feel about Sinead. And why don't we mull that mystery as we go to a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope... Wherever you are, it's really nice. We hope, yeah. that, we hope that it's really nice wherever you are. Yes, that is exactly what we're wishing for your environment and your well-being. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so we left off Sinead O'Connor. Could this be divisive? Could this be a waltz? If she's not on the Future Rock Legends snub list and she's not on Joe's list and she kind of hasn't been in the mix in the conversation and she is an artist from the 90s, uh, so it's not like out of question that she would get in the mix, you know, but she doesn't appear to be in the mix right now. That like gives me pause. However, I am open to persuasion and... You know, I, I'd mm-hmm. actually love to do a Sinead episode. Yeah, and li- same. I mean, listen, Spin Magazine just a week ago wrote Dear Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction Sinead O'Connor already. So perhaps Whoa. The, the change begins now. I hope so. I think about Sinead, Nothing Compares to You, is the big song that everybody knows. She has a song everybody knows. And then some of her albums do rank highly in terms of, you know, when you see a, a list of the greatest albums, I, I do not want what I haven't got mm-hmm. in particular. And, you know, she is well regarded as a very interesting, complete artist by a lot of people. But I do think she lacks what a lot of inductees have. They have got what she... Uh, anyway, <laughs> I see is, what you were going for. Yes. I see what you were going for. <laughs> Does she not want what she hasn't got, which is uh, like a big marquee name for the music? You know, most people remember her because she, and this is unfortunate, but because she ripped up a picture of the Pope on SNL, you know, which should not be the thing that we we know about uh, an artist like this. But that's the reality. Will we have changed enough in 10 years for that not to be the headline? I don't know. Jameson, what do you think? I'm going to put you on the spot as someone who has not weighed in on Sinead yet. The thing that I would say is, are we talking about artists that we think should be in or artists that we think the Rock Hall is likely to put in? Yeah. And and I think Sinead O'Connor falls into that unfortunate category, at least to me, where I don't think the, I think for all the reasons Joe just said, and on the flip side for Alice in Chains, going back to that, it's like, I see the Rock Hall going, well, if we have these other three, Mm-hmm. We got to put this in. And so it's that thing of, I agree, Joe. I mean, I it's hard for me to imagine the Rock Hall voters, at least based on their past voting, uh, making room for a singular artist like Sinead who doesn't check those boxes, which is right. unfortunate, but that's kind of what I see. And also from a, from a perspective of the people producing the ceremony, I think she would also uh, be very unlikely to participate. Here's what I see happening as well. Uh, kind of a best case Sinead scenario is that she someone lobbies really hard and makes an excellent case in the room for her and she gets on the ballot and she performs very poorly. I actually think that that is the, the that likeliest this year. scenario. You know what I mean? Yes. I think that the right people would want her in and vote for her. And I don't think that the hall is made up of those people. 
you know, one of the premises of, of this podcast and like your project as a whole has been encouraging the Rock Hall to update themselves and uh, get with the times a little bit more. And you've said, and you're absolutely right, that a lot of it is a numbers game. So I think to me, part of what what we're doing in this, you know, fun fantasy football advisory capacity is encouraging the Rock Hall not to continue doing what they have been doing, but to do what they should be doing. This has come down straight in the middle of that. We put in, I would say, maybe one slot every year for kind of our dream pick. And then the rest tend to be who we think could really, like, you know, was Jethro Tull our dream pick to round out Mm. the class of whatever, 2027 or whatever year it was? Like, no. But here I am, I'm like arguing for <laughs> for playing small. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, mm-hmm. But I do think that that's the way that, that these episodes have at least turned out. Right. And, you know, part of the experiment is to get us to a place where we go, oh, yeah, maybe by this time, Sinead could be considered more seriously, potentially. I mean, I also think in terms of artists that maybe wouldn't do well on the ballot, but have a lot of critical acclaim. Maybe at this point, those artists who say we're from more the 80s might have a shot. And I'm looking at someone like Kate Bush. Right. Mm. Who's also, she's number three on my list. Yeah. So at this point, because we're assuming Kate Bush is not going to really have the juice for an American voting body to make it on the ballot the first however many years she's eligible. But maybe by 2032, and I actually, I don't think it's as crazy anymore, at this point we might be getting some of those artists from the 80s who had the critical acclaim whose legacy and influence will continue to grow and by the time we get around to this class it is a more feasible option i like that i have kate bush for the following year but with Sinead o'connor i think the legacies of of both of them are just going to continue to grow in the next decade. And I also think the whole ripping up the Pope's photo on SNL thing is almost going to work to her favor in the respect that there's a sort of public guilt associated with Sinead O'Connor's career Mm -hmm. that I think is just going to continue to grow. And it's like getting her in the rock hall is like reparations, baby. You know, like (laughs) Like, we as a society, fuck your career. And now it's time to say we're fucking sorry. We were wrong. The Catholic Church does what they do. We know that more about that than we did in 1992. Here's your statue. They need to make an American crime story about it, like Monica Lewinsky style, you know, oh, kind of yeah. like the redemption of the people that we just, the women that yeah. we absolutely destroyed in the 90s. Ooh, mm-hmm. baby. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I could really see that happening. That's an on-point prediction. And another thing I wanted to point out is now that we're talking this far in the future, 10 to 15 years in the future, I don't even think you really need to consciously attempt to have these classes have gender parity. It's just like they will have gender parity because that's who qualifies. I made my list and I'm like, wow, I have a lot of women on here. I didn't try to put a lot of women on here. This is just who qualifies. So I think that's a step in the right direction where you reach a point where you're like, you don't even need to try to fix the past because now we're in the future and the problem it has been fixed. Yeah, optimistic. Wow, Ben, I want to I want to be on board. I want to believe. I really do. I want to <laughs> yeah. believe. I I want to live in that world and I don't know, I hope it's coming. Are we saying yes on Kate Bush then? I, I like are. a yes on Kate Bush. I think we are. That gives us one more slot and I really do believe it would be a band of some 
sort. And, you know, whether it's 90s and we go Alice in Chains or we go Stone Temple Pilots or in a similar way with Kate Bush, go to a band that was maybe a, a little more alternative for America that's from the 80s, like a Sonic Youth or The Replacements. The Replacements. Yeah, they're they're further down on my list, but only because I'm trying to do... <laughs> Justice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, seriously, though. Yeah. But like, I, I think the wonderful future that Ben described, I think, would actually be possible if the Rock Hall decided to do what I think they really should do, which is have the next five classes be exclusively women and yeah, acts of color. I, That's I, it. Yeah, no, like, no. You do not... You have, have so many skinny white dudes in the Rock Hall, and you just... And I say this as a lover of skinny white dudes and their music. Not necessary. They can take a break. They can take a break. They're not underrepresented in any way. I would be more optimistic about that if the new chairman of the Rock Hall that was just elected in the last year wasn't a skinny white guy, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I'm not saying this will happen. I'm trying to to speak it into existence Mm -hmm. and planting a seed. A good idea to do. I have certainly prescribed that in the past, and I continue to think it is a great idea as well. It's interesting in me, I hadn't even thought about Stone Temple Pilots because I guess, you know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are in and... Mm. I'm just like thinking about like bands that were equivalent in the nineties. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I guess don't double pilots was like like such a huge band. Yeah. They're like two a exactly. It's very wild that that, is but real, they still but get played. Is. I mean, we've talked about Alice in Chains getting played on the radio. Stone Temple Pilots really gets played on the radio still. They had a lot of big songs. And I think at the time they were written off as like a Pearl Jam clone. But I think Time and also Scott Weiland's uh, is Scott Weiland right. right. yes. yeah. died, he, he right? Okay. Away, yeah. what's, what's really devastating about that era, like Alice in Chains lead singer Lane Staley also is dead. Chris Cornell, Kurt Cobain, a lot of those guys mm-hmm. died prematurely. Those vocalists of, of these huge 90s. And Eddie Vedder just carries the torch for them like all. Vedder and Billy. One of the great vocalists yeah. of all time. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea, Joe, that you you floated of putting, uh, you know, some a sonic youth or the replacements in that last slot. I think that's a good idea. As like kind of the 80s were moving out yeah. of it, but there's still work to be done. I mean, to me, the replacements, I think, are the easier pick because of how listenable their music is. Like it's, I mean, they have such a strong pop sensibility and, and Sonic Youth is one of those bands I very much admire and do not enjoy, but I can appreciate their contributions. And I think mm-hmm. they should be in here in the mix somewhere, not necessarily in that slot, but. I have them both as musical excellence because I think replacements and Sonic Youth are going to get LL'd yeah. into the rock hall. I, yeah, right. I do not yeah. see Sonic Youth coming in the front door of the rock hall. It's curious. Yeah, I think you're more likely to get a more grungy act well, there's I, a certain but, there's a certain I know, grungy band I, well, yeah i understand joe it's the the fourth of the big four or whatever uh, <laughs> people are going to listen to this and they're going to be going it's true be so mad at me also, what else is new just based on what i think could happen not the world i want to see this is the jethro tall dave matthews band hall of fame well listen we could slot in alice in chains and move on unless I anybody think that's probably what we gotta do wants to say anything Okay, and so it is decreed. The 2032 class will be Taylor Swift, The Strokes, Amy Winehouse, Dr. Dre, Kate Bush, and Allison Chains. Great class. Let's move on to the newly eligible artists of 2033. We've got some heavy hitters in here. 
The big one, as I mentioned already, I think is Adele. Mm-hmm. And then you've also got, you know, when we talk about like the last big rock bands, I think Vampire Weekend fits that bill. And I, they're also a band that I think will continue to be putting out work that is well-received. Bon Iver, Katy Perry, and Miley Cyrus. You know, the first one being a more yeah. of a critical favorite and the last two being huge populist picks. Katy Perry in particular has shattered some records in terms of most number one singles on an album and that kind of thing. Miley you know, almost started off as the populist favorite and then turned into like, hey, she has cool cred now and is doing more interesting things. Yeah, she's appropriating from uh, from a lot of places right. now, <laughs> which is like really cool. I think Adele is- Adele is a lock. lock. Yeah, There's, oh, for sure, she's, for sure. Adele is a lock. I don't even think we need to talk that much about no, her. It's like she, she's had an incredible career and so popular and she'll get in. She She's a waltz to use mm-hmm. the parlance, parlance of our show. <laughs> and I just want to address what we were talking about with the female pop singers that are become eligible in this- year being Miley and Katie. And I just, you cannot put them in unless you have, we got to have the Britney Spears conversation. Thank you. And Thank that you. is, uh, so to me, this is the, the time she, this would be when it would happen. And I think it's going to be Britney first, but it really depends because with regard to the hall voters, I know Christina plays the game and she was Mm -hmm. at the ceremony Mm -hmm. this year. They like her. She's a TV personality. She uh, also is widely considered to be the superior voice of the two of them. Yeah, that's from a technical perspective. Yeah, but, and maybe this is just me in 2022, free Britney happening. Mm -hmm. It's like that. It's a moment. It's a moment. growing up in the time of the two of them, Britney was a much bigger deal than Christina. Mm -hmm. So it depends which way you look at it. But in my opinion, Britney goes in first and they don't put them both on the same ballot. No, they don't. And, you know, as we're talking about this, I want to offer up another pop vocal act from the same era that I think would get in before them. They also occupy the R&B space, but they're very pop. Destiny's Child. Yes. You know, I Mm -hmm. absolutely love Destiny's Child. I think they have more Mm -hmm. cred. They probably have the better catalog, you know, especially, you know, it would satisfy people who like 90s, 2000s saying, R&B. Are we saying that Britney's not getting in? Is this what we're saying? I like- don't know that I'm ready for it yet, but I think there is a chance. I think she's going to have some significant hurdles because I think she is viewed and maybe not fully unfairly as a product as opposed to an artist. And I know that is a conversation you know, I think she took over her career, but you know, when I was watching like the free Britney documentary, I got to say, I did roll my eyes a little bit when they tried to act like 16 year old Britney Spears was in full control of her career at the beginning. Cause I'm sorry, that's not true. In the beginning, when she had some of those big hits, she was a tool for Max Martin, etc. her mm-hmm. managers, whatever to create a pop icon, as has happened throughout history. I think she eventually superseded that with the reach and the influence, but I think that type of thing is going to limit Britney. I hear you, and I think when you look at, like, Madonna getting in, I think Gaga's gonna go in next year, the following year. It's like, and not that I don't think, I think that they are better artists. I'm not saying Britney should be an FYE, but it's like, you cannot move on into this 
this female pop vocal category yeah. without her. Right. She's just right. so important. Like she's so big. There's just no question. Like she will. And if she gets on the ballot. People are going to vote for her. By the time the voting body has come to 2030. You can't start talking about Lady Gaga, Katy Perry. Right. You know, we already have Taylor Swift and Adele, rightfully so inducted. But, you know, when we just talk about in the sense of decades and generations, and we were talking earlier about closing the door on the 90s, closing the door in the 80s, starting to move on, I would say equal to The Strokes, you know, even though they that first album was 2001, equal to them being like, okay, 90s are done. This is now we're going to try to push rock or whatever in this direction in this new century. The teen pop, Britney, the boy bands, all that is at that same time period. It's a different side of the coin, but it's very much a line of demarcation between one decade and, and the other. As far as her being a product and not in control of her career, I think the sad thing about a lot of the music industry is that has been a unfortunate recurring theme in music, but it has resulted, I'm not saying that's good, but I'm saying there are artists with incredible careers who we think of as that, who it's like, well, but they also generated just incredible music, mm -hmm. you know. And also I, her career is long. It is not just the 90s. That's right. just the beginning. Oh yeah, that's yeah. True. I mean, that's 99 true. is when that came out. I'm just saying like, that's when it starts. And so that it's like, if you're going to say goodbye to everything before that, that's where it starts. And and it's really, you know, I mean, even I was shocked earlier today looking at her career. It's like 2008, she you had a number one hit with Womanizer. I mean, she yeah. was having pop hits on the charts longer than I think a lot of people remember. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. similar to, as we talked about with, with Sinead, I, I think we're in a moment, as someone said, where there's some guilt associated with how we as a society and a culture treated Britney and, and all that. That's circumstantial stuff. But I think just when you look at it, I, I think she should be in there. Yeah. I just think about, you know, you said there would be people who would vote for her. I just think about how many people would not vote for yeah. her. Thinking mm -hmm. about the, the Rock Hall voting body. I don't see it. She doesn't have the critical acclaim like the Lady Gaga, Adele, Taylor Swift set has. It's just not the same thing. Like those are giant pop singers who also are considered artists and she's a giant pop singer that people feel bad for because she was so wronged. Mm -hmm. But it's like the art element isn't really intact there for her to get the votes. But maybe I'm wrong and she'll get in. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm devoted to her artistry in the same way that I am <laughs> yeah. Beyonce. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Who, When she yeah. started in Destiny's Child, I remember seeing the video for Bills, Bills, Bills and thinking, oh, well, that one is a star. Mm -hmm. Regardless of her singing ability, which at that time, like her chops were not what they are now. But I do think we might be underestimating Britney's significance as an artist to the people who really, really love her. The fact that she is not writing those songs necessarily doesn't matter. Whatever messages in them that are super meaningful to the people who really love to listen to her, I think is, is significant and stuff we shouldn't overlook. I also think it's important for us to consider like the career longevity and significance of any artist who manages you know, a very, very successful long-term residency in those Las Vegas casinos. Like I've never been to one. It just seems like the audience for that is enormous. You do have to wonder, yeah, the audience for that is enormous, but how many of those are hall voters? Mm -hmm. And that is the one big question. I get a little bit blinded by my own point of view. Uh, and I do wonder if there are enough votes. I just want to believe that by 2033, 
we're at a point where there's enough people in the hall. It's not just that they feel bad for her, but that they're like, oh, hell yeah, this music was really important when it was coming out. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just what I want to believe. Is it right? I'm not sure. Yeah. But I do think that the ones that we've held up as like, obviously are going in the Adele's, the Taylor Swift's, the Beyonce's, those are like unequivocal, undeniable. I'm just saying before we can even have a conversation about Katy Perry, Britney Spears has got to be in. That yeah. is mm-hmm. like- yeah. Yeah, that's true. Really? That's true. And Katy Perry didn't make any of my lists either. No, I didn't have her on here. So either. yeah, no conflict there. Yeah, I think Britney is maybe a too big to fail if the only category is just sheer popularity, potentially. I don't know if we're ready yet. Maybe we will be. Britney kind of, to me, reminds me a bit of Cher in the sense of mm. long time, incredible longevity, huge dedicated fan base, huge singles. But we don't think of, and I say we, to me, it seems in the rock critic world, not thought of as that singular artist in control of her career. I wonder if that similar fate might befall Britney, but that's, sorry, that just jumped out of some words. Like, no, no, I've seen the rock hall make this mistake or this choice or whatever Mm. before. Yeah. This has happened with Britney. I, I still would love to see her in, and I think they will, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, especially when Sophie mentioned Vegas residency, that's where my mind went as well, uh, the share yeah, comparison. Yeah. That's something to consider. I don't know if she's if we're going to slot her just yet, but we, you know, the in contention for sure. I'm looking at Daft Punk. Yeah, that's, I yeah. have them for 2032. They check a lot of boxes. Yeah, I like Critical, Daft Punk. Commercial. I think they will get in, and I think that that's not a bad time for them to get yeah. in. Yeah, the case that you made for them last week is it's, still it, it in will, play. Like, it's it's as valid today as it was then. You yeah, know? and if they don't want to go to the ceremony, you put other dudes in helmets yeah. and you say it's them. <laughs> right, exactly. Done deal. Now, I know that we've said we closed the door on the 70s, but I do think it is strange to me that we didn't ever really consider the Carpenters? Ooh, good one. That is a good one. Okay. I saw them on the off the table list and Mm. I was like, that to me seems like they probably should have been on one of our other (laughs) lists, but I see the Carpenters getting in. Like, I just think there's enough goodwill out there towards them. And I think that soft rock doesn't have the stigma that it did Mm. at the time. And I could just imagine them getting in. And maybe at this point, they could be off the list because they got in as an early influence because it's 20 it's the 2030s and they're like the 70s was right forever right, ago. Really. so i just wanted to bring them sure. up as somebody acknowledge that them. has acknowledged them i don't know if they need to get a slot but i do think that they will be in in some capacity regardless yeah. i don't yeah. see them getting left off forever i agree they with that nominated they've never, never been nominated. nominated you know i and- think if they got on the ballot right now next year i should draft them she's like yeah. i just am like if they got on the ballot right now people would be like yeah the carpenters especially this voting but yeah I'm, i could see it happening completely agree with that line of of reasoning yeah that's yeah. a good one i had a 70s act for this year that's a little bit more standard rock but they're just so exceptional and it's just it's kind of a shame they're thought of as like a one or two hit wonder in the u.s is thin lizzy i was just gonna they're, say mm-hmm. it's gotta be thin lizzy <laughs> they're not so they're not your average hard rock heavy metal no, band they were they were yeah. exceptional you're right i think their legacy is going to grow in the next decade people are going to really realize like, oh wait this band yeah. has like seven eight nine great albums 
which mm-hmm. is just it's almost incomparable to their peers in the 70s like yeah. Led, Ze- Led Zeppelin that's the only other one I can think of or Black Sabbath people who had put out like maybe 12 13 albums and most of them are good in fact all of them are at least have some good songs on them some of them are great front to back it's like yeah and I, I think you're right also I think their legend will grow as new generations hear these songs and then yeah. and then the additional element of this is a black Irish guy singing like, right yeah. exactly what the exactly. hell Exactly. Like yeah. how how cool and, and unique is that? Yeah, I think they're going to keep trying them on the ballot in the coming years. I think we'll see if they can get the groundswell of support that is needed. Because I look at kind of what happened with them on the last. They they were on the ballot with when Motorhead, there were a lot of rock and, acts, like kind of harder Priest, rock acts, yeah. and they got lost in the shuffle. Yeah, and I think they're going to get tried again in the next couple of years, a few times. And then if they don't get in, they're either going to get left behind or they'll get early, early, early influence. You could give them yeah. a, a yep. metal early influence because, yeah. you know, they were very yeah. important to that genre, even if they weren't, you know, like a pure metal band. Let's talk about our hip hop slot. I, as I see it, we have two more years where there's a discussion of who could get in and then there's some big newly eligibles coming up. You brought up Nas. I think Nas is a big one. And I think 50 Cent is a big one too. 50 Cent, it doesn't have the critical acclaim that Nas has, not even close. And not the longevity. But then the popularity. Nas doesn't have the huge hits that 50 Cent had. 50 exactly. Cent had gigantic hits. And also you go to the does my mom know them factor. Yes, my mom knows who 50 so that's, Cent that's is. That's why it's potatoes right. too. That's the balancing not. act. It's like one has a lot of the acclaim and the one has a lot of the commercial You know success. who hits all those? Usher. Well, Usher's, uh, I mean. No, he's an R&B singer, but. Right. Uh, Yes, right. But I do have Usher in the mix. Yeah, I'm looking at Usher too. I think he's he's around at this time. I've got the Fugees in the mix as well. The thing about Nas though is he really did sell a lot of records. Like, yeah. okay, first album, double platinum. Second album, triple platinum. Third album, double platinum. Fourth album, platinum. Okay, okay. Platinum, platinum, platinum. Okay, finally we get to the first gold record, like what, nine records into his career? <laughs> I mean- it's Fair enough. wild how popular this yeah, guy is. I guess I was thinking from the perspective of like singles, but that's enough for me to say, let's put in Nas. I like Nas. I, I, like, I Nas. like him getting in. I, th- I could see it happening. I don't think he's going to be a first ballot kind of person, though. I think that the hall's yeah, going to have to warm to him a little. He might yeah. get in like around 2033 or something. Some might say. And this might also just be a sign of the times of, w- of what's happening currently in pop culture, but I think Aaliyah could get on a ballot. Like Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. really could see it happening and I could see her getting in. Yeah, Yeah, Um, I think so too. A forward thinking nominating committee could consider putting her on this year. And I think this year would be a really good one in part because the anniversary of her death just passed in September and R. Kelly was just found guilty. And we had that whole like re-reckoning with him and his legacy and his role in, in Aaliyah's career. And I think that uh, she was wonderful and deserves her to be, estate to be in is here. being very badly managed unfortunately yeah, that's a shame. she has a real yeah. shithead of like an uncle i want to say who's mm. in charge of everything and you know put all these men on her uh re-released uh albums i don't want to line his pockets even a little bit i don't <laughs> i'm like, I don't like know. I, and also putting in a dead black woman is just that's tired and you know what's wired <laughs> putting in <laughs> living black women no but i almost like hate to see a 
slot go to Aaliyah in the coming years just because I want some more living artists in and I don't want that guy to. Right. I I understand. I just think now is a strike while the iron is hot is kind of what I'm thinking. Plus her catalog is finally available on Spotify now. Mm -hmm. Like whatever, Mm -hmm. however poorly her estate is being managed, at least that puts her back in the conversation. Yeah, no, it does. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, totally. Kind of the same with with the Britney Spears argument, even though Aaliyah's music is better, is that Aaliyah kind of, and unfortunately wasn't able to to see it through, was that bridge to me in a big way from the 90s R&B sound into the, the 2000s. And when you look at the amount of hits and the impact that she had in what uh, yeah, five really years she, of, she, you she know, recording. She died at 22. I'm, it's right. really crazy. It, it's crazy, but, you know, unfortunately, that is not the first time that someone has left an incredible body of work yeah. by that age. I think Buddy Holly was 22. But, you know, it, it just, unfortunately, it happens. And I think it's all the more important to, you know, say this was a really incredible artist who really helped push along with Timbaland and all the people mm-hmm. working on that music mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. said, hey, this is what R&B and, and hip hop influence kind of pop can be. So yeah. to me, she's a definite. Yeah, I like that. I'll put her in. Feel good about slotting Aaliyah here. I also, I like the Thin Lizzy suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, I would put Thin Lizzy in there as well. And I think that to me, looking at this class that we have assembled here, Adele, Daft Punk, Nas, Aaliyah, Thin Lizzy, I think we are in the market for another band, whether it be Sonic Youth or The Replacements, someone from that era or Stone Temple Pilots, or if you want to say... Vampire Weekend is an FYE. I also think this might be uh, out of nowhere, but Tool as like a <laughs> a concept. I don't know. They were not big. I don't care about them, but I just think of like, you know, kind of in industrial a way. Nine Inch Nails is in. I don't know. This isn't a band too, but just for me, and maybe this is just too many women, but Bjork. She's number four on my list. <laughs> I just think she's someone who by this point too, she just is so critically acclaimed and also had hits and is so Mm -hmm. weird and interesting. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know if she had hits. Oh, so quiet was certainly a hit. I I mean, it's a song people know. I would be shocked if it like really charted i'll fact check it (laughs) and that's such an interesting one because let's say that is like the one that people know but that is so different from Mm -hmm. her body of work you know Mm -hmm. it's just it's so i would say it's not necessarily representative yeah no certainly you know i i mean i do have bork of your pork i have bork i have bindi robert bork yeah peter bjork and john i do have bjork for uh a later year to meet she gets in again as you start to kind of look back at okay what's the music that got us to i'm, I'm even gonna say the lady gaga or the types like that that are mm-hmm. really well you i know, think that's what it was is because i think gaga's getting getting in next year and i was yeah. like we gotta have bjork in already then like yeah. that is really yeah. what and what i prompted i have me to checked in. and it's so it's so so quiet didn't even break the hot 100 oh. well 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 i guess you just weren't watching mtv 24 hours a day at that time <laughs> i understand it's a, it's a good video i'm just saying to say that she had a lot of hits is not true i mean in iceland sure but in, in america if Rude. we're talking about the charts she really did not in college dorms across this great nation that's right <laughs> <laughs> but a, a good name to bring up is around this time where they start looking at people like Billy Idol or Sting 
or people who maybe maybe the door is already shut on them, but as they start to look for these acts that are like, well, but you know, we still want to honor some of the the more traditional or kind of stuff. I to me from the see, rock era, yeah. Yes, I, I see Sting getting in. I'm not saying again it should, but I see Sting getting in before the replacements or you know Sonic Youth. Yeah, no, I wonder if Sting returns to the ballot. You make a point, Jameson. It's a point I don't like, but it's one that I cannot help but mm. Understand. Is he worthy of double inductee status? I I don't know. Maybe I more mean, more than some double inductees, but are we leaving that concept of like let's get a bunch of dudes in twice as Kristen has has yeah. pointed out? Um, yeah, yeah. I totally in favor. Now, here's of that, what I like yeah. about a a man getting inducted twice is that he doesn't get another ballot. <laughs> yeah. That's what I like. So you know what? Double induct fucking every year. Let's do all the men should just be double inductees. And then- They're done. Sure, triple induct him. I don't care. I've reversed my stance. I now have a new <laughs> point of view. Here we go. I'll start this by saying the rock hole does not need Sting again, and Sting does not need the rock hall. On the other hand, if we are trying to honor career longevity, massive hits, and influence I think not necessarily musical but social I'm thinking of like the big Amnesty International tours that he was a part of in the in the late 80s and early 90s Sting you can make a case for Sting yeah I mean <laughs> here's the thing just put in Sting man all right I'm doing it no 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 I don't I not at the expense of Bjork well but just well, in but general, no, it's fine. No, but I mean, but looking at the list, I mean, I'm talking about Sting, Billy Idol, Ozzy Osbourne. I mean, any of those guys where it's like they represent an era that we're either going to choose to acknowledge while there's still a couple left or we're just going to move on from it. So I was throwing that out more as a looking at this lineup. OK, well, where's the quote unquote, the traditional rock yeah. and roll yeah, guys? Yeah, yeah. Those mm -hmm. are the ones where it's like they feel that. I have Ozzy on 2035, but of those three, those that's the only one I have on my list. I love Billy Idol. I just I don't think anyone ever took him seriously. But, I don't think I mean, that's going to start happening. That's yeah, no, like, I, I don't see yeah. that changing. Sadly, because yeah, like you said, he was he's almost like a joke to people, but he has a, a really strong catalog of yeah. catchy and, and mm -hmm. good music. I'm like, let's put in Ozzy again then too. Let's go, <laughs> man. Too. You know what? Dre's in again. Every, let's do it. Everybody that could double in. Okay, I'm looking to close the book on 2033. So we've talked about Sting and Usher and Britney Spears and Stunt Double Pilots and Replacements, Destiny's Child. Sonic Youth, Vampire Weekend. I'm like, Stone Temple Pilots? Is that the thing that's going to round this year out? I had Buzzcocks, too, because they're huh. like, the, they're the next most significant punk band that's not yeah. in the, from the first generation of punk that's not already in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And Pete Shelley was a gay man who sang really sad love songs that are really upbeat, but the, the lyrics yeah. are really sad. And that he does not use pronouns. There's no mm -hmm. gender pronouns. It, right. There's something timeless about that. But of course, they didn't have giant hits in the United in States. In America. Um, that's, right. I yeah. think they've really got a UK. They seem I like a side category if, yeah. I, yeah. if I had to make yeah. a prediction there. They're the closest thing in punk to the Beatles as far as just so many incredible like a plus quality songs by one artist mm -hmm. they're yeah. the beatles of punk our show was almost called never mind the rock hall really <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nearly it really was nearly after one season i said we should just rename it 
said it's too late. Yep. <laughs> All right. Am I putting in? Am I putting in Sting? Is it just should we just do it? Wait, 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 then, wait, who, I don't Joe, know. Can, who can else? you remind me who? Yeah. Can you remind me who we've already? Twenty thirty three is Adele, Daft Punk, Nas, Aaliyah, Thin Lizzy. What about a band? I agree. Then, I, but we've got Thin Lizzy. But Thin Lizzy's a band, so but not a band that can perform. I mean, they could True. perform with a, a guest vocalist or whatever their touring lineup is at that point, which would be grim. I'm voting Stone Temple Pilots then. Okay. Sorry, Sting. Yeah, I could also see that was my initial belief. I want to believe the replacements. I just don't see the voters voting for them. To me, they're like MC5. Mm. They are just not- Have the respect, but yeah. not enough people are going to- Yes. I think I'm due STP. STP. All right. So Adele, Death, Punk, a- Nas, Aaliyah, Finlizzi, Stone Temple Pilots. As we move on to 20, A year that we will all try to forget. <laughs> 20... That's, that's the 2018 of the 2030s. 2034. God. We've got the big one is Lady Gaga, who becomes mm. eligible. And then we've also yeah. got Lana Del Rey and Mumford and Sons. As, as, as How to, kind of you to include them on the future? Yeah, you know, list. at a certain point, it was just like I want to make sure no stone goes unturned. So I made a Lana Del Rey joke when you texted me about being on this episode, and then I saw your li- the list, and I'm like, oh my god, Lana Del Rey is actually on the list. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean she may have more significant work ahead of her. I think, you know, her albums have been on the Rolling Stone list, you know, the Norman Rockwell album. And then, you know, I don't know. Say the full title, Joe. I refuse. (laughs) Norman (laughs) fucking Rockwell. I hate to swear. <laughs> I think Lady Gaga is a lock. She's the lock of the yeah. Of yeah. So we can slot her in. And then we go back to the names we've been talking about. I do think Usher is a big one that we haven't dealt with yet. Huge hits, long career, mm-hmm. plays the game with the hall. He performed when Quincy Jones was inducted. How do we feel about Usher? I agree with everything you said. And also he's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Very talented. Is D'Angelo in? He's no, not 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 at, the, not at this point. Mm-mm. Then he's got to get him before Usher. No, just with regard to public. Maybe he should, but yeah, exactly. Right. I just Usher's the bigger name. Usher is the my mom knows him name of it all, and he just has so many hits. But I'm glad you brought up D'Angelo because that's someone we should be considering. That's a guy who you talk about having respect on your name, like that. Right. That's somebody that beloved, absolutely yeah. beloved. Do you think we're ready for Grace Jones? Or do you think I that think we've just left gonna her? Do you think category. she's going to side category? I think so too. I agree. I just would be remiss if I did not uh, bring her up. Yeah, I'm glad you did. I don't. Yeah, I don't see it happening. <sighs> My list gets truly wild. These last three years, I'm just yeah. like, well, I don't know. Me too. What about LCD? I've got them for the next year, but I like them getting in whenever. I mean, because we got Daft Punk in already and we're kind of moving. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, you know, as far as just electronic acts. And also bands of that era. It's, it's mm-hmm. what is it? Who's left? It's LCD Sound System, Arcade Fire, Vampire Weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Arcade Fire. They're eligible at this point, mm-hmm. yeah? That's the critically acclaimed bunch Mm -hmm. and then you go to the other side and you look and are you imagining some dragons joe because no not no 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 i don't think we're there yet not yet yeah we're not there yet are you at lincoln park are you amusing (laughs) yourself i've got the fifth shade of the color maroon (laughs) 
never. I I, I, I enjoy mm-hmm. a lot of their songs, but I do not want to see them in here. No, I can't. I don't want to live in that world. No, they're, we're gonna. They're gonna have to get normalized before I'm ready to do that. Like Big I just hits not, I not over a long period of time and darlings of the industry and the rock hall. Not darlings of the critics. They're like true. One step true. above Nickelback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that edge, that kind of thing that, yeah, it's pop, but it works. I don't think they have that. I, okay. I don't think that they have yeah. that slant. Fair enough. I know we've got Gaga kind of headlining this year, but I'm just, you know, are we ready to talk about Gloria Estefan? Mm-hmm. Who is next on like, my list for that very year. Wow. She's an OG yes, diva. You know mm-hmm. how I feel about inducting the divas. Yep. Mm-hmm. Huge name recognition. Also, like there was the musical. But you also, we have to remember this is what, 12 years from now? So I I guess I'm just like, what is her significance going to be? I don't know if people are going to remember Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine. And or. (laughs) In 12 years, you know, I just am not sure. I think they will. She's already, I think that she's like kind of got to get on a ballot now-ish to set her up for that someday. I just need to see her nominated soon. I have the Miami Sound Machine getting inducted separately in the Sideman category in 2042. So it's possible. (laughs) (laughs) There really is not a lot of representation of Latin music. And Gloria is going to be, I think, one of the best shots at that, or at least one of the first... Selena is also, I guess, in the mix. Yeah. Although I feel oh, like yeah. Gloria would be before Selena. Yeah, Gloria, her career longevity is amazing. She's a legend. She's a legend. Yeah. You know? I think she 100% deserves to be in and all the different things we kind of talked about this episode about the 90s and, and as we see where music is now, what helped get us there. And as we're seeing artists coming from outside of the white people kind of thing you know mm-hmm. I, I think Gloria Stefan 100% checks it off and mm-hmm. also just like great fucking songs you, you know yeah. I mean just like to me it's like you don't treat her career separate from the Miami Sound Machine no. right you just treat no. it as no you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's all one. one it's all one thing Gloria Stefan right. and the Miami Sound Machine I think yeah and I will say for any like younger members of the hall you know the younger members who wind up getting in because they performed or they inducted I will say as the parent of a zoomer who became obsessed with Gloria Estefan and Miami Sound Machine because because they recorded the theme song to the reboot of One Day at a Time. Oh. It was on oh. Netflix. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my teen was like, this song is so good. And I was like, it's Gloria Estefan. And I got to <laughs> yeah. play Conga and like she did yeah. a song for the Three Men and a Baby soundtrack. And that was it. Everybody in their fifth grade class all of a sudden knew about Gloria Estefan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like if she can just pop off on like a TikTok sound yes. this, this year, it's <laughs> It's looking good for them. I also, with regard to kind of a band, mm-hmm. if we're looking for kind of a band, uh, the Black Keys, you know, mm-hmm. they yeah. just, they got that. I don't, I'm not like, wow, got to get them in, but they just fit the bill in a mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Arcade Fire as an option as well. I actually maybe prefer Arcade Fire personally, also as a band. <laughs> so maybe I like yeah. Arcade Fire more. Black Keys only if Steve Miller gets to induct them. Exactly, right? <laughs> of all these bands we're talking about, I think about how Vampire Weekend is the one that has remained relevant. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Each time they release an album, it's like a big mm-hmm. deal. That's true. And they're a good band. I yeah, mean, they have sure. a bad name and they certainly, you know, did their fair share of bold-faced appropriation 
but so did Paul Simon. And exactly, uh, I like Vampire Weekend. It's almost like I liked them so much and now I just think they're fine. So I'm having a hard time maybe looking back on them in the correct way. So I think maybe I'm not giving them enough credit. Also, it's a hard name. Yeah, it is a hard name, but they they have really kept it up. I feel like Mm -hmm. every album they've released winds up in the top 10 list in critics albums of the year. And it's for every album like that. It, that has not dropped off up until including the last one. And I get the sense they will continue to re- release music. Whereas you look at Arcade Fire where like that dropped off. Yeah. And the tides kind of turned for Arcade Fire, even though Arcade Fire did win album of the year at the Grammys, which is something that Vampire Weekend did not do. Vampire Weekend didn't sell as many records. Well, whatever that counts for, whatever. Any, anymore. Yeah. Right. As you might think and, and each record sold worse than the one before it. So I don't know if they continue down that road, how relevant, I guess, <laughs> relevant to critics, but yeah. not relevant. But you know, what's what's kind of interesting though, is the single Harmony Hall off of Father of the Bride, which was their last album is a single mm-hmm. that went gold. That's something you maybe wouldn't have expected from mm-hmm. from that group is to have a, a gold selling single in 2019. I like it. Let's go Vampire I'd Weekend. Let's, let's slot let's them. Let's go yeah. Vampire Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's talk about our hip hop slot. We haven't done that yet. It's nobody who's a slam dunk. We mentioned 50 Cent and then we're talking about maybe Fuji's, maybe is Ludacris. Uh, I don't know, but it's, well, I would say someone that has not had maybe the longevity of um, generating hits, but very much of uh, his time period, and, and I think very influential, or maybe not, but Buster Rhymes is someone that I would love to mm-hmm. uh, throw out Put there. Put him in the features category too, man. That guy has mm-hmm. the best, he has the best verse on literally every song he's on. Buster Rhymes is awesome. Buster Rhymes, Um, (laughs) and I've been I've been getting back into him Mm -hmm. uh, recently. It like kills me because I hate Chris Brown so much, and yet, man. Buster Rhymes has like uh, the best verse on that song. I just, oh, I love Buster Rhymes. Yeah, I love it. Put him in. Boy, just do it. I I hate that he hasn't come up earlier. Let's just go. Can we consult the person who wrote a book about hip hop? Sorry, Ben. We've got to also induct leaders of the new school, thereby making Buster (laughs) Rhymes a double inductee. Um, You know I'm fine with that. I guess he's... You know it's Busta when you hear him on a record. There's no mistaking his voice. Mm -hmm. And I can't really think of anyone else. What's happening is you have all these critically acclaimed rappers from the second half of the 80s and all of the 90s. And then in the 2000s, you have like, you know, like you said, Ludacris, 50 Cent, the game, like, eh, you already got Lil Wayne in. So it's it's almost like who else is there from hip hop? who does yeah. well in all those categories. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess Busta Rhymes. I mean, I didn't have him on my list, but I feel lukewarm about him, but yeah, I can see him getting in. Mm-hmm. And I, I will note that I do not believe De La Soul has a chance mm-hmm. on the regular ballot and we'll probably no, yeah. get I in think some other names. Yeah. 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 I also have for early influence for this year, I have Bad Brains because I don't, because they influenced hardcore punk. They were yes. one of the first hardcore right. punk bands mm-hmm. ever. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't mm-hmm. see them getting in any other way. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Sadly, that's, I mean, it's wild that they have made the ballot in real life. That's the, one of the craziest things I've seen on a ballot and is it was awesome. But yeah, yeah, I don't think the voting body's ever going to go for that. It's curious though, to Ben's point, this is a little bit of a lost period for hip hop, you know, where we, it feels like we go from like a good amount of FYEs to suddenly it's a little bit of a catch up. And then as we'll see next, 
next year, I think then it comes back. But, and you know, this could be a year without a hip hop act, which is kind of wild to think that it would happen in 2034. But I like Busta. Let's say Busta. We have Lady Gaga, Usher, Gloria Estefan, Vampire Weekend, Busta Rhymes. So there's one more spot. Mm -hmm. There is one more spot. Can I make a case for Portishead? I don't think so. I don't think so. (laughs) Sadly, I don't think we have time for that. I think to throw a bone to the old set, I think why not throw Sting in there? I have three that are more fun than Sting. Please go ahead. Elliot Smith, Blur, and Boston. Boston more fun in in my mind. I like Boston a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Blur, because Oasis is in, Mm -hmm. right? In our Mm -hmm. universe. And that's just going to... Every time people see that name, they're going to think, yep. they're going to think, well, then there's Blur. Hadn't even occurred. And I'm like, wow, Blur. Mm-hmm. Not in this country, baby. Well, sorry. Don't yeah. forget. Woohoo. Song I know. Two. I, know. Yeah. Yes. I don't think that helps. <laughs> song, two, song two goes in the singles category. Song two. Yeah. I love Blur. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I don't, I had, it hadn't occurred to me. I have Elliot Smith later on my list, but. Yeah, I wonder I wonder about Elliot Smith. And I'll acknowledge also when we think about Elliot Smith, my mind goes to Nick Drake, who I think is someone who will get in in mm. a separate category. He's someone mm. who I don't think would do well on the yeah. on the ballot. And then yeah, Boston, man, I don't know. At the behest of uh, everybody last week, we kind of left classic rock behind, but oh. could happen. I, I mean, to me of those three artists, despite my strong feelings about Elliot Smith and Blur, I Boston I can see getting in in a straight forward performers in, in induction mm-hmm. you know in 2034 though think about how different the world is going to be remember it's gender parody without even trying okay yeah all right well <laughs> i mean remember the beautiful I mean, world I, I, but but uh, well you know I'm just not, saying that really fucks that I mean, up <laughs> for well, free. But, uh, also, are any of them going to be alive then? I just don't think the appetite for Boston is going to be there. That was my point when I had tried to get us to put to bed this uh mm-hmm. What about the Moody Blues? That was pretty late. That's what it I mean. Late. Yeah, and boy, the appetite, just people were just chomping away. Yum, yum, well, yum. I, 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 I'm going to throw, not to maybe address this thing of like a band or a guitar person or whatever, and this is... Uh, not me, but this is rock. Someone, I think John Mayer is one mm. that is going to be mm. someone that they're going to go, Hey, pop, no, I, the blues him love up. him. He played yep. with the dead. There's yep. our guy. Like yeah. to me, that's one where they go, he's youngish, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. he's no, I brought him up last week. I think he has a shot even earlier. Yeah. yeah I, no, I think John he's Mayer coming is up. not a I bad. I think this might be skewing a little too new with the rock hall, I do think we need someone who skews a little bit older, like a Boston or a Sting or yeah. Carpenters, or even again, I keep saying replacements and Sonic Youth. If you guys want to decree that they are out of the conversation, we I guess we can we can do I that. I don't see Sonic Youth going through the front door ever. And I think they like it that way. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. I feel like the replacements will one day go through the front door. Well, why not 2034? What do you say, gang? I'm okay, down with that. Sure. Yeah. All why right. Not? 2034. <laughs> a resounding yes from everybody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say 2034 is Lady Gaga, Usher, Gloria Estefan, Vampire Weekend, Busta Rhymes replacements. Now let's go to 2035. I had hinted that there was going to be some heavy hitters here, especially in hip hop. And I say that because we've got Kendrick Lamar and Drake. Mm-hmm. And, and then we've also 
also got Justin Bieber and Imagine Dragons. I brought them up. We don't need to talk about them ever again. I think it's possible Kendrick Lamar and Drake both get in that first year of their their eligibility. I agree. I have that. Yeah, I have that. Yep. And also, wow, in 14 years, are we going to be ready for two (laughs) (laughs) FYE rappers? Yeah, you know why? Because Drake isn't really a rapper. So Kendrick I did Lamar. Hear, I just heard, just hold on, we're going home like mm-hmm. the other night. And I was like, I can't believe this is Drake. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Not a rap on that record. Yeah. Oof. What I call it is half singing, half rapping, and not much of either. That's that's, a spicy take, Ben Merlis. Hugely influential. I mean, so many people do that now. Thanks to Drake. And super popular. And then Kendrick, it's just like checks every box times a million. Kendrick, Kendrick, FYE, I Drake waiting a year. I just feel like something about Drake, people are going to go, well, make him wait a year. (laughs) Maybe it's because he's Canadian. Yeah. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I definitely Kendrick first ballot. And then and okay, someone we haven't talked about who I'm I'm curious if they will be in the conversation is Pink. I have her on my list. Yeah. But I do not see a world where Pink gets in before Britney Spears. I get that. Mm. And I'm I'm willing to say let's put in Britney this year. Yeah. For crying out loud. Next time. Okay. Yeah, I Here, agree. Let's put in Britney Spears. I have Miley Cyrus for this year. Ooh, I also yeah. have Miley. She plays the game. She I does. I also have Miley. Mm-hmm. But man, I don't know if it's happening that soon. I feel like she is someone that will get in, but I don't think her catalog measures up to her mm-hmm. as a personality. But as we know, that does not really matter for the Rock Hall. Right. Not always. Um, so, it, it, yeah, interesting. I don't necessarily like, I think if Britney's getting in that year, I don't think Britney and Miley get in the same year. I could see that. As we're looking at the bands of the 2000s, I think maybe LCD. We haven't put them in yet? No. Oh, put them in. I think that makes sense to me. And I think it's good to have like an electronic artist. Yes. In in lieu of a John Mayer, I want to introduce Lenny Kravitz into- I have him on the the mix somewhere as well. There's there's another one whose pop culture impact is almost completely separate to the like, what, three or four songs that- that he right. has. I think John Mayer has a better chance than Lenny Kravitz, but I do hear what you're saying. And I actually, yeah. Did we put John Mayer in yet? We haven't. No, not yet. No, no. Like, it's resisted so it's far. Coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. This is the part where we just like give up and we're like, well, these <laughs> are probably the things that are going to happen. Right. <laughs> but, you know, but I mean, I think Lenny Kravitz, like not a lot of people of color doing what he did at that time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there just wasn't. I mean, to the point where people were like, oh, it's Hendrix you know and it's like well no he's an entirely separate art you know kind of thing but yes you know he he won during that weird late 90s early 2000s he like what won like five grammys for best rock song in a row everyone knows at least one lenny kravitz song he has been just completely stayed in in the kind of the pop culture eye for all these years i see him getting in sooner rather than later yeah Boy, you make a really annoying case mm-hmm. <laughs> here's my case against him getting in um, <laughs> thank you i love it once the dust has settled and now we're in the 2030s mm. people will look back and say 
wow, here's this guy, Jimi Hendrix, who's like the best thing that ever happened. And then here's this guy like 20, 30 years later, who's just trying to be the best thing that ever happened. And it's just like, why not just listen to the best thing that ever happened yeah. instead of this like guy who's trying to do that? Because it's, they're both ancient history at this point. History flatten, flattens things. And I don't think he was ever really been taken seriously. Yeah. Uh, critically. Yeah. 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 And you know, you think about someone who had an actual good catalog like LL Cool J, who mm. loomed large as a pop culture figure and then couldn't get in through the normal ballot. Lenny, similarly, a lot of people probably know is an actor from the Hunger Games or whatever is his penis popping out uh, from his other yeah. fans or whatever. So it's and it's like that would potentially block him as well. And then, you know, but they're not going to usher him in a side category because he he doesn't have to get in. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're looking 10 to 12 years in the future. The hope is that some stuff goes around again or whatever. I'll offer up a person of color in the rock category who isn't in the rock and roll. Hall of Fame yet, who is exceptional. And that is Arthur Lee, the singer of the band Love. Oh. If, if Love gets oh put in. Oh my God, yeah. Love. So good. And, yeah. and there is no Lenny Kravitz without Love. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. think. I think more... <laughs> okay. I mean, Lenny Kravitz would have found his way. <laughs> no, uh... Well, probably he would, given that his no, no, mother no. was super famous. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the band Love. I've been listening to the song Everybody's Gotta Live. Might be my most listened to song of the past three months, but I, I don't see the appetite for that happening in 14 years, 15 years, wherever we are right now. I like that. I'm glad they're in the conversation in the mix. I'd love to do an episode about them, but I don't necessarily see everybody reaching back. Have they made a ballot? No, they have not. Your dad has told me he, as almost like a joke, put forward love and war because he thought that would be fun to be on a ballot. <laughs> yeah. But no. That's crazy that they never even made a ballot, especially in like the era where it was all about 60s worship mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. anyone who worships the 60s worships love. Is it just because the they didn't uh, have a sales um, Actually, match? they worship Probably. peace and love? Peace, peace and so, love. Yeah, I think it is. It's the lack of recognition. I mean, there's a, they're a great band that if you're kind of in the know, you know, but it's not right. like they get played on the radio. I want to say, even just, just looking at the artists we've talked about, I want to say the biggest artist that isn't in that we haven't inducted is Destiny's Child. Mm. Just if, if we want to use that as a metric. This spitball, and I don't know if that's actually true, but well, it feels like it. Who sold more records, Destiny's Child or Spice Girls? If we're just going on record sales. I think the Spice Girls probably sold so many in those, you know, four years that they were. I mean, at this point, I think there around. are artists who sold more, but I guess I meant of the artists that we're considering. Right. Yeah, I love them. And if Beyonce didn't exist, then I would probably be like if Beyonce's solo career didn't exist, like if they had just petered out and not that Beyonce went on to become one of the most important artists of our time, then I would probably feel differently, I would probably be like, oh my God, you got to get Destiny's Child in. And so if I think about it that way, then I'm like, let's do Destiny's Child. I had Destiny's Child for mm -hmm. kind of the same reasons talked about earlier with Philly and, and uh, that time period of bridging it the gap to the next thing. I think Spice Girls, it's silly, but you know, I think the fact, even though they were a worldwide hit, I think them being such a British phenomenon, not they weren't huge here, but I think there's that maybe weird disconnect kind of thing. I think Beyonce having already been inducted on mm -hmm. your timeline only helps to then say like, yeah, shouldn't we also be looking at the great work done? And I'm thinking like, is Destiny's Child kind of the last great all female pop? 
group kind of thing. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that's that, that's kind of what I'm thinking about too a little bit. They carried on the tradition of the Supremes, TLC, you know, even though they're not, they're not on here, In Vogue. I mean, those groups mm-hmm. where it's oh like- Oh my God, In Vogue. And yeah, Vogue. When, when Destiny's oh, Child heart. came out, I, I thought it's just In Vogue again. But I mean, of course, it's a, a whole lineage going back to before the Supremes. Right? Oh yeah. my God, yeah. In Vogue, the fact, oh my God. <sighs> I love that book so much. Do you? Uh, oh my God. Wow. And now I'm just, okay. Whew. But this is a good question. What does Destiny's Child deserve it more than En Vogue and why? It's just cultural ubiquity. It's the opposite where because Destiny Child spawned Beyonce. Yeah. That is, works in their favor in that yeah. regard. Yeah. Right. And and by this point, En Vogue at least in my mind is, well, I mean, we're talking a couple years, so that's silly for me to say In Vogue was an early 90s to mid 90s, and that's kind of where it ended, whereas at least Destiny's Child carried on strong into this century but yeah i yeah i wonder if you put it together in comparison the runs of, of both those groups i don't know who would beat who but i do think in terms of the rock hall it's like yeah well beyonce is the that's the x factor and then there's one more we have we have one more slot after that probably a band well some of that we had talked about earlier that uh, i think sophie mentioned was los lobos again we think of that traditional guitar rock mm-hmm. four or five piece band you mentioned paul simon earlier that's a whole separate thing but you know the paul simon and Los Lobos uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. thing of, of him stealing their stuff. But yeah, they've been around forever. How well known are they? I, I don't know if they check those boxes of the big hit. I guess yeah. the big hit is their cover of La Bamba. Right. You know what I mean? Right, but we're right. talking longevity. We're talking um, bringing in the different influences into kind of the traditional yeah. You know, rock yeah. I have gone sound. on record as a very big fan of Los Lobos, because of my mother, the album Kiko, I think is like Mm -hmm. truly like a masterpiece of an album. I do not see a world in which they get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm. I think if we want to talk about a Latin influence, I think we have to maybe discuss Shakira. Yeah, that's uh, a good one. Good one to bring up. If we're thinking of just pop from that era, it's like we have Britney and Destiny's Child already in this class so probably not in this class but you know maybe we have one more class after this so maybe maybe there but Shakira's big and if you I know Hall doesn't usually think internationally but internationally she is also huge at this point to round it out yeah I want to throw in something crazy like just an old old ass motherfucker like Ozzy or Sting or- <laughs> I, have, I have Ozzy yeah. for, for 2035 he's gonna be 87 years old in 2035 oh my god well, at if- that point he will be dead yes absolutely <laughs> that'll help this case yeah will it or will they just move on I don't know hard to tell I, I had Ozzy earlier, again, just when we think about heavy metal and hard rock and it having some cultural currency and familiarity people know. I mean, there's, even though I know it would make him a double inductee, so I know Kristen's on board with this, but, you know, it seems to me like Ozzy, <laughs> Ozzy yeah. checks those and, and also just as a symbolic, the godfather of that movement. Mm-hmm. You also got to wonder at this point, are you acknowledging your emo? Are you Panic at the Disco? Mm. Are you Fallout Boy? Yes. Well, we skipped Ska, right? Which yeah. is honestly a mistake in my opinion. You know, I think like- yeah, I, I had I saved Ferris on my ballot. Okay, <laughs> ju- justice yeah, for the- Goldfinger. Now, my question is when the Mighty Mighty Boston's get in, does the Boston also get in? So, you know, what's interesting about Panic at the Disco is like they- 
had a, another huge hit two years ago or something with high hopes oh my god which was everywhere oh, and it yes, was like it was they continue to put out music and they're like tight with taylor swift they continue to weirdly be relevant i wonder about i wonder i'm about, not doing that <laughs> i'm sorry i just don't see it yet i think if you could narrow down the myspace era to one band it would be my chemical romance mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. I agree. Although I don't think they have the, uh, I don't think they have the longevity of a yeah. Fall Boy or a Panic at the Disco or the industry-like love that those two weirdly, I think, have. I'd also toss out, not part of this, but just we're talking about bands. And I think what they're lacking maybe is the one big hit that everyone knows, but industry love, longevity, all that. I mean, uh, Wilco is yeah. still on the mm-hmm. table. That could be a good one to round it out. I mean, if we're looking for a dab rock. I, I see Wilco as kind of like the way Los Lobos is, where they're critically acclaimed, but you can't really name a lot of their songs. Yeah. I think what Wilco has that Los Lobos doesn't have is Wilco is still a huge touring act. Like they, they mm-hmm. tour huge venues still. And so that is that and i still think they're just ever present if they or and or jeff tweedy are as likely to play the tonight show you know as as anybody weirdly all right what do we do here it's kendrick lamar know, Joe, you kendrick pick. lamar drake britney spears lcd sound system destiny's child i keep thinking sting again even though I'm yeah not i am enthusiastic too. i do but i do think if we're looking let's if, do it if we're, yeah if it's a slot that we need sort of that type of act i think he is the top of that list for me okay let's do sting all right that'll round out all right let's do the final class Finally, right. 2036. This is the last one, Kristen, we will do ever. <laughs> oh. uh, we will not be continuing on. It would be insane to be like, all right, 2037. I, I can't do it. I've, Fair. I've lost steam. Right. Fair. The, the, Billie the, Eilish. The big future <laughs> eligibles of 2036 are Bruno Mars and Nicki Minaj. And I think you could make a case for both of them. I think Bruno especially, but uh, do we want to throw Nikki in there as well? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's put them Bruno, Nikki, you know, we've been dancing around John Mayer. I think that's going to happen. Yes. Okay. Let's throw Mayer in there. Arcade fire maybe at this point. I have another FYE rapper. Tyler, the creator. Mm. Ah. An interesting artist, but in my mind, he does not hit that top tier in terms of visibility and like fame. I think he hit it maybe within the last year or two. I think he did hit that mark, but we'll see how the next, whatever it is, 15 years goes. Yeah, Yeah. true. We'll check back in. Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's meet at this place 15 years from now. Want to put D'Angelo in here? Did we put Arcade Fire in? Let's do it. Did we put Ozzy in? We did not put Ozzy in. He'll be 88. (laughs) Oh, that's fine. You know who'll be 90? You know who's on my list for this year who will be 90? Dolly Parton. Wow. We already already put her in yet? No. 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 I thought we put her in last episode. We talked about her. You didn't put her in. Willie or Dolly. I'm not convinced that the hall is going to go for the mom and dad of country oh yeah uh, willie and dolly right 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 yeah they're gonna go for dolly mark my words it might be I after she dolly. passes away but yeah. it might not be all right sure but i don't want her in that late i think she'll get in earlier our timeline is flawed um <laughs> if you can believe it i think our timeline might be flawed should we throw bjork on i there? was gonna say bjork yes, let's put please. bjork in there yeah let's put in bjork I have a few more. One is Nick Cave. Yes. I can't stand Nick Cave, but he is the most critically acclaimed musician alive, period. 
he I like, mean, critics find, out of his and hand. Tom Waits is in, right? Yeah, Tom Waits is in, but find a Nick Cave album on a Rolling Stone list. Find Nick Cave on any of those Rolling Stone lists. Ask anybody. I mean, like, I know you're, you're saying critically acclaimed, but also like nobody knows a Nick Cave song unless you're like a big music head. In that case, Nick Cave is your God or whatever. It's he's not he's not <laughs> he's not getting in the rock hall. I'm sorry. Oh, don't be sorry. I don't want him to be in the rock hall. So don't, <laughs> don't be sorry. But I just thought okay. eh, he might be. How's this? Eat shit, Nick Cave. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you eat a bad seed and die. Yeah. <laughs> oh my okay. God. Wow. We've gone long and we're almost power, done. And Joe. I'm getting punchy. I'm After sorry. I don't want to. Brian Adams, I, I wanna... really suggest you take that back. 2036, The Monkeys. No. <laughs> this is the... Mickey Dolan's will still be with us. They'll reel him out oh. on a little dolly. You guys, who else is Not left? Pardon. Okay. How many uh, do we have left? One. Uh, Just one? Before you cast your vote or whatever, declare <laughs> who the last person is, whatever that's fucking called, induct. <laughs> metal after 1990. It's tough because critics fucking hate metal in the first place. And especially if we're talking about what's happened in the last 30 years. So then I thought, who could possibly be that band? And I narrowed it down to Slipknot, System of a Down, or Linkin Park. Do any of you think any of those those three bands stand a chance of ever I getting the rock I think System, of a, System of a Down is the most critically acclaimed. I think acclaimed. Linkin Park. I mean, System, yeah. I think System of a Down is the most critically acclaimed, but I think Linkin Park is the most likely, given the tremendous sales. I really underestimated how huge Linkin Park was for people until Chester Bennington's untimely past. Passing. Yeah. And it was similar to My Chemical Romance when they announced they were going to tour again. Or I, I was shocked at the amount of people my age that I was like, oh, I didn't know that this was such a touchstone band for people. So because of that huge blind spot for me, I'm just going to assume that Linkin Park will get in at one point. Is our final inductee going to be Linkin Park? I mean, whatever, man. I don't care. <laughs> They're a huge rock band that we are... Oh God! Ignoring well, and 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 important a rock band with rap overlay that that yeah. I think oh you God. know they go okay, well that checks off too kind of things right, and not in a in a limp bizkit kind of way like they collaborated with Jay Z, so exactly. so there's that, some cred on their name. There is some cred on their name. Uh, limp, yes, limp bizkit collaborated with Method Man. I just want to point that out. Thank so. you. <laughs> I think that's it, guys. This is, we can. This Lincoln is, Park's we, the last one. I think yeah, we deserve. We deserve this. Everything. Everything we get, we deserve. We came so far, and in the end, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> doesn't really matter. No. Oh, oh God. God. Oh Lord. <sighs> okay. Yep. Great. All right. And that's so, it. That's the future. Review, We've predicted it. To review what the future is: 2032, Taylor Swift, The Strokes, Amy Winehouse, Dr. Dre, Kate Bush, Allison Chains. 2033, Adele, Daft Punk, Nas, Aaliyah, Finn, Lizzy, Stone Temple Pilots. 2034, Lady. Lady Gaga, Usher, Gloria Stefan, slash Miami Sound Machine, Vampire Weekend, Buster Rhymes, Replacements, 2035, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, Britney Spears, LCD Sound System, Destiny's Child, Sting, 2036, Bruno Mars, Nicki Minaj, John Mayer, Arcade Fire, Bjork, and Lincoln Park. We've done it. We've gone 15 years into the future. What a task. It's going to be a wild one out there when this happens for real. 
Obviously, the real rock call will deviate in ways, but it will be interesting. And I will text all of you in the next every year for the next 15 years to uh, see how well we do. What a yeah. what a ride we've gone on. Thank you guys so much for toughing it out and bringing us to a close. And Kristen, we will not be doing this any further because if you thought this was hard, <laughs> imagine having to do five more years and 30 more inductees. Thank you guys so much. I want to give you the chance to plug your social media and or any projects or anything you would like to get out there. Let's start with Sophie. Um, yeah, I would simply love it if uh, you all followed me as at Sophie Biblio over on Twitter and read Two Bossy Dames. That's twobossydames.substack.com. And if you were to give a donation to everylibrary.org, which is doing a lot of work around helping public and school libraries fend off completely outrageous book challenges uh, from a very well-organized far right, uh, that would be great. Incredible. Ben Merlis, what do you got? I have a book. It is called Going Off, The Story of the Juice Crew and Cold Chillin' Records. Check it out if you're a fan of hip-hop music or music or American history or you just like to read a good story. You can find me on Instagram at Cold Chillin' Book. I also sing and play guitar in a punk band called Surprise Vacation. Surprisevacation.bandcamp.com. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of 2039 FYE. Just kidding. There's no way in hell, <laughs> but I like to think we're pretty good. All right. Thank you, Ben and Jameson. You can follow me on Twitter at Jameson Webb, J-A-M-I-S-O-N-W-E-B-B. Uh, you can also be uh, nice to me or my family if you ever uh, come across us. Uh, you can also check out music by Surprise Vacation. Not my band, but it's Ben's band. Check it out. And also uh, make a donation to everylibrary.org. Is that it? That's everylibrary.org. That's a great thing. And that's all I got to plug. Excellent. Well, thank you guys for doing this strange experiment. And you know what? I'll throw in a thank you to Kristen too for, for going along yeah. this because I know it was at times infuriating. And you know what? This is also going to, I would say, officially close the book on this season of our podcast as next week and the episodes Don't worry, coming we're not forward. taking a break, everybody. No, absolutely not. No, no break between seasons. You might even say it's arbitrary. Next, next week, we will begin uh, special coverage as we look forward to the upcoming nominee announcement for the class of 2022. I can't believe this. So that is happening soon. Oh Kristen is beside herself with joy. With absolute oh my joy. God. So there you have it. Um, <laughs> of course, our listeners know they can follow us at RockallPod on Twitter and Instagram. RockallPod at gmail.com is the email. If you want Kristen to see your message, you need to designate that somewhere in there. Otherwise, she doesn't want to see it, and I'm not going to forward it. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Why don't you rate and review us? Five stars only. We've gotten some really nice reviews lately, and it means the world to both of us. So thank you so much for doing that. Keep the train rolling. Say something nice and give us five <laughs> fat, juicy stars. Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusu Kim for the music. Thank you to Future Rock Legends, which is a website that we would not be able to do an episode like this without because there is literally no other place where you can look up where somebody is eligible. You'd have to do it artist by artist. And uh, that sounds awful. So thank you to them. And thank you to Pantheon Podcasts for hosting us. I'm Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares? About the Rock Hall. It's NFL draft season. And that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 